Hello there and welcome along to Planet Sport Football Africa, a passion for sport production where we look at African football, what's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined this week by my colleague Yvonne Mangunda here in Harare and by Stuart Weir in the UK. And on this week's show, we look at how social media is changing football, how WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram have changed how we get our results, how we can follow our favourite players and clubs and find out more about them, and plus the financial power of social media. Many others will promote their personal brand or charity work knowing that they have thousands of people across the world who would fall over themselves to buy a product or to help them promote their work. We'll be going in-depth on this on the show, plus a look at a thrilling week in the UEFA Champions League and an assessment of how the top African players are doing in the English Premier League. Let's start quickly with the CAF Champions League. The group stage of the 2019-2020 Champions League starts this weekend. The standout game is in Group A as TP Mazembe of the DR Congo take on Zamalek of Egypt. Both of those teams have five titles. That's a joint second highest tally ever. In Group B, the record eight-time champions Al Athli of Egypt play away to Etoile du Sahel of Tunisia. In Group C, a big game as 2016 champions Sundowns of South Africa take on Petro Athletic of Angola in a Southern African derby. And in Group D, Raja Casablanca of Morocco play Esperance of Tunisia. Raja with three titles, Esperance with four, including the last two editions of the Champions League, and it's going to be a very interesting group stage. So on the show this week, we're looking at how social media is changing football, how WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter and other social media have changed how we get our results, our news and information about football, how national associations, leagues, clubs and players can make comments and statements to keep us informed and how we as fans can have our say on social media platforms and how journalists and fans can alert us to news, good or bad, so much more quickly than before. Now, here in Zimbabwe, this has happened in the past 10 years. So my colleague Yvonne Mangunda from Star FM is our guest analyst on the show this week. Hi, Yvonne. Hi, how are you? Great, good to have you on the show. Yvonne recently won an award for Zimbabwe's leading multimedia journalist for her presence on Twitter, on Facebook and on YouTube and other social media. So let's take you through the changes here in Zimbabwe. Back some 20, 25 years ago, when Yvonne was small, football fans would have been glued to their radios on Sunday afternoons listening to football commentary. Uh, I would have been part of the commentary team back in those days. We would have had one live game, sometimes two. And then as mobile phones came along, we'd be able to give reports and score updates from the other games. So by 5pm, you'd know all of the results. But when it came to the UEFA Champions League, you might only get the results two days later in the newspaper. Uh, then with the arrival of the internet, the radio stations would give you the Champions League results the following morning, which is still the case now. But these days you don't even have to wait for the radio because as soon as you wake up, you can get all of the results on your WhatsApp groups, on Facebook or on Twitter. So things have really changed, Yvonne. They definitely have changed. And I think with the introduction of social media, it's not only changed how we access information and also change how information gets to us in terms of us as media having to find different ways in which you can be able to disseminate information. And I think that's one of the things that I personally realized from a really 
earlier stage that you know the world has changed i like before especially like you said um in zimbabwe we needed to wait for the newspaper the next day and most of us didn't have money so you'd make sure you know the people in your in, in your suburb or your hood who would have newspapers and find that newspaper and there was also not that advantage of getting all the information like now the pictures you get on uh, you on the spot the videos the ambience of the stadium because it's a different thing you know when it's just a picture in a newspaper and when it's a video online you get to see the exact picture so fans are so much closer to to the game now and it's so easy to get information and you can have your say as well as a fan Yes, you can have your say as a fan. And that's where, you know, as a journalist, you then need to make sure people know that you're the one with the correct information. Because with social media, yes, it's open enough to everybody. But it's also brought citizen journalists who, because they've got access, because and if sometimes I will be in a different location and something happens where someone else is and they post things online. But you need to ensure that you... Your fans know that if there's a story going out there, there might be different sources. But I need to go to Yvonne's handle or Yvonne's page to ensure that is it true? Is it happening? So you will find people will inbox you saying, I heard A, B, C, D. Somebody posted this. Is it true? Do you know about it? So that's where the issue is as well in terms of it's a good thing that it's accessible, but it's also a bad thing in terms of anybody now can be a journalist in terms of being able to get content. Um, yeah, so it's like uh, fake news. It's uh, there in, in football as well. Um, so, Yvonne, in terms of numbers, uh, who are the kings of social media in football? The king has got to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Not only on the numbers, the figures, the amount of money that he makes. I'll give you an example on uh, on Instagram. I mean, the highest number is probably Barack Obama with the highest number of followers with 108 million followers. And then you've got Cristiano Ronaldo with 80 million. But in terms of the money, Cristiano Ronaldo is right up there, you know, with your, your Kylie Jenner's, because Kylie obviously makes the most money on Instagram per post. And with Cristiano Ronaldo, he's in the 900,000s per post that he makes. So you then look at a, uh, the whole Messi versus Cristiano Ronaldo on the field doesn't translate on social media because Messi is basically absent on Twitter. And for me, when I want information on Messi's lifestyle, I actually go to his wife's handle on Instagram, Ant- uh, Antonella Rocuzo. That's where I get a picture of what Messi's like at home, the, the events that they go to and all that. So you will find it's also a reflection of a lot of people in terms of you will get these big stars. They probably don't care too much about it or they don't put as much content that people love. So you, you look at even, uh, I was looking at journalists, you look at a person like Kero Chabalala from Supersport, like she's got 393,000 followers on Twitter. Then you look at former Supersport presenter Robert Marawa with a 907 and Robert now has a YouTube channel which just blew up from the very first day that he, he, he opened that YouTube channel. So you find in football there are certain people that probably on the field or when you look at them doing their you know, reports as journalists, they've got a bigger crowd or a bigger brand. But if you don't put in the work as well on social media, like with Lionel Messi, I mean, imagine how many people want information direct from him. Because the issue with 
social media is that blue tick is very important because it says you're verified. It says it's the official account. So the moment that you get on Twitter and there's so many Lionel Messi's without one that has a, a verified account, it's very difficult for you to then figure out which one is his really. But with Cristiano Ronaldo, he is really <laughs> raking in the dollars and he's got the numbers on social media. Well, that's just amazing. So uh, Cristiano Ronaldo gets around $900,000 for every commercial post that he does on social media. Yvonne Mangunda from Star FM Zimbabwe is my guest analyst this week here on Planet Sport Football Africa. Uh, more from Yvonne shortly. Uh, but here in Zimbabwe recently, we had an international football symposium held at the Victoria Falls with Zimbabwe's clubs represented. And the aim was to further professionalise football here. There were international speakers from FIFA, La Liga, the Swiss Premier League, the South African Premier League and the World Leagues Forum. Enrique Suay is the Spanish La Liga Global Network delegate in South Africa. He came here and spoke to my colleague Simba Chiminia about how the digital age gives opportunities for leagues and clubs to become global brands. Uh, it's, it's not easy, but I think the first thing would be to invest in their own product. What we in Ali have been done is to invest a lot in terms of being able to be international and to be able to connect with the fans, foreigners outside from Spain. And in order to do that, we needed to push a lot, uh, invest on our on ourselves and being the first one believing in our product. Because for a long time, our only focus was in Spain. We only thought that the fan of La Liga was the one actually going to the stadium but we need to go further than that we need to think beyond that our fans are any fan that is actually watching at a Liga month so we needed to jump that obstacle in order to decide okay we need to be close to our fans we need to reach them regardless where, we, where they are in the world uh, for the Zimbabwean specific case what I think is that they need to take those steps in order to start trying to make links and connections across the world in order to make sure that they can start expanding the brands and make them know about about their clubs, the teams, the players, and how exciting Zimbabwean football is. From your experience, what have been the obstacles that uh, Africa has been facing in realizing this potential that they have? I mean, from us, for us as a foreign league, one of the main obstacles, obviously, is that they haven't been able to watch our games, they haven't been able to know about our teams, our players, so it's very difficult if you don't know about something that you actually watch it. So for us, it has been a very a hard work in terms of creating awareness about the league uh, in order to be able to create awareness about the teams. Uh, probably many um, African clubs they were facing local issues major rather than thinking about international sponsors. Perhaps that has been the main obstacle in order to be able to think further than their local leagues, the local situation and reality and go beyond that. What would be your advice to Zimbabwean teams as you live? I think they have resources. I think the, the major point here is always to create stories that people can relate with. The major need for any team and any club is to be able to connect with people. And they have the chance to use the players. They have the chance to use the history because that belongs to them. And therefore, there are so many opportunities in that sense to be able to create a specific story and try to be interesting for anyone outside from Zimbabwe. And I will encourage them to try to do that.
So that's Sir Enrique Suai. He's the Spanish La Liga Global Network Delegate in South Africa here in Zimbabwe recently, uh, speaking to my colleague Simba Chiminya. It's a Planet Sport Football Africa brought to you by Passion for Sport. And on the show today, we're looking at the impact of social media on football. And my guest analyst week is uh, my colleague from Star FM, Zimbabwe, Yvonne Mangunda. Um, so, Yvonne, uh, quite clearly in that interview, he's highlighting that there are opportunities to connect with fans all across the world these days through social media and the internet. Let's start with one example. Italian club AS Roma has made a huge impression in Africa. Very clever <laughs> because uh, you look at the, uh, the fact that they have this campaign where they have a team of the day and there have been a lot of African clubs that have been featured and it includes Zimbabwean clubs like uh, you know, Bulawayo Chiefs and Chicken Inn. And for Bulawayo Chiefs, what was special is that it's a really small club um, in the top flight, their first season, they weren't doing great, but they had a big presence on Twitter and they were able to just appreciate them and have that connection. And I think it works in terms of, you know, also spreading. You know, people knowing about the club from for, from AS Roma's side because they even opened a Swahili um, account in October and already they've got 30,000 followers. It means these are Swahili-speaking Africans in which they're able to connect with them through social media. And also, you know, the impact they made in Kenya because two children that were missing were found part of their campaign in which when they have signings, when they do the, the, the signing videos, they're able to also uh, highlight children that are missing. And so far, five children have been found, and those include two um, Kenyan kids. So they've also been able to use social media uh, for a bigger social responsibility. Because imagine when these children are just featured on, on, on the videos, including some of the signings like Chris Smalling, and then they're able to... You know, just be able to ensure that these children are found. And so it's a good campaign using social media for the right way, but also it helps them as a brand to cut into areas that probably people wouldn't really have known about them or cared about them. I mean, if you're a Blauer Chief supporter, now you're able to see the connection with AS Roma and support AS Roma. Yeah, certainly we uh, take a lot more notice of AS Roma because of what they've done uh, with social media in Zimbabwe. Um, so just finally, Yvonne, the La Liga representative spoke about the opportunities that social media offers. Uh, some of the biggest clubs, certainly here in Zimbabwe, uh, seem to be slow to take advantage. But uh, is there some gold mine? You're saying Cristiano Ronaldo gets 900,000 US dollars for his commercial posts on social media. Is this something that clubs in Africa can make money through? It is something that you make money through because I'll give you an example in terms of there was a campaign just before um, the FIFA World Cup in 2018 in which they, you know, locally, a big, big, big brand decided that they were not going to do radio or TV campaigns and just use social media. And they picked four of us, I was one of the, the, the four in which we're just doing social media campaigns only, just posting and pushing their brand on social media for a FIFA World Cup. So imagine for bigger brands, like if you come to Zimbabwe, you've got you know the big teams, your Dynamos, your Highlanders, but you will find that Dynamos doesn't have an official like account with big numbers, but at the same time, you've got Bulawayo Chiefs. I mean, if we're to look on the ground, they probably don't even have 10 fans, but they're a bigger brand online, and they're able to captivate audience, and they'll be able to lure sponsors. So I think that's where the problem has been in that in Africa, we've all believed that, you know, we have our followers. Why should we really go on social media and spread? But it's nicer also when you control your message. 
Because when you've got an official account, you're able to disseminate information the way that you want it to be disseminated. It might be an interview. It might be an event. And that also helps in your PR. It also helps in cleaning up your image. Because if you go online, for example, you're Googling something about or you're researching on, on, on Twitter or you're on YouTube about dynamos, you'll find a lot of negative stuff because they don't control you know, the message that is spread out there. But they should be able to realize what value will come. And value will only come when you, you know, you, you're able to control your brand and your brand is visible, which is a problem that's happening in Zimbabwe in that the big clubs haven't taken it on. I mean, it's also part of the FIFA licensing in terms of what st- structures you ha- need to have in the clubs. And one of those roles is having a communications manager, which a lot of Zimbabwean clubs don't have. So once you don't have a communications manager, you also don't have a, a person who's able to then also control what's said, what's done, what is being said about your club. So it used to be about getting fans into the stadium and the game has changed. It's changed because the conversations are happening online, because the information is happening online. Like you said um, in the introduction that in Zimbabwe, we used to wait for the information the next day. But now, whilst the game is on, as soon as the game is finished, there's conversations that are happening. And sometimes there's a lot of fake news. And you need to be able as to control that as well, in a way, in terms of being able to say your story as well. On all these clubs in Africa, you want to get information and social media has become the place to get information, the place where the conversations are happening. So this is something that, you know, our clubs, our leagues, I think just people involved in football in Africa should not forget. They should not overlook this and think other things are more important. It is all part of the package. Indeed. Well, thanks a lot to Yvonne. That's Yvonne Mangunda, my colleague here in Zimbabwe. Her Twitter handle is at Yvonne Mangunda. Mine is at Steve Vickers 5. Now, to finish off on this, social media gives us a chance to get to know more about our favourite players. This report from Liam Flint, who's in charge of Planet Sport Football Africa's social media. Social media has given us a behind-the-scenes back pass into the lives of some of the greatest footballers on the planet in a way that we would never have experienced before. From gym workouts to dinner with their loved ones, as football fans, we now feel like we know our superstar role models on a whole nother level. No longer are the likes of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, Nicolas Pepe and Mo Salah hidden away from us in the public eye. Fans can now check their Instagram feed every day and drop them a tweet. Sometimes even getting a reply. It's a whole new world. Footballers use their social platforms for many things. Some like to show off their summer holidays in the sun and their shiny new Ferraris, while others go deeper and they use their reach as a way to connect with and motivate their thousands of followers. When you have nearly half a million followers combined over Instagram and Twitter, as Nigeria striker Odion Igalo has, it can be a great opportunity to promote a social action cause that's close to your heart. The 30-year-old recently opened an orphanage in his home city of Lagos in order to give back to the community that's given him so much. Here's what he has to say on why the project means so much to him. I would like to be flying private jet and my fellow human being is crying. The name carries Igalo of Anejom. But it's not for Igalo, it's for the world, it's for Africa, it's for Nigeria, it's for Lagos, it's for everybody that have the zeal to help the homeless. Everybody that have the zeal to help the less privileged, they can come in to support the kids, to make Nigeria a better place. God put this in my heart to do it, and it's going to provide for me to take care of the less privileged, because this is not about my own kids, this is about the less privileged, the orphans.
and God knows what I'm doing is backing it up and what I'm going to take care of these children even in 20 years time to come by God's grace I'm going to get it. Many others will promote their personal brand or charity work knowing that they have thousands of people across the world who would fall over themselves to buy a product or to help them promote their work. Social media gives us a window into the life of a footballer beyond what they just do on the pitch. We can learn about their hobbies, how they like to spend their free time and also about their personal beliefs. Now, for many footballers across Africa, they use their socials to show how passionate they are about their faith in Jesus and their life as a Christian. Footballers scatter their feeds with Bible passages, motivational quotes, or they're really quick to write a thank you message giving praise to God when they've had a great game. Ghana defender Jonathan Mensah, who has over 60 caps for the Black Stars, had this to say on his motivation for being so open on social media about his Christian faith. I play for him and I do all things to his glory. So let's say after game, I'm, I'm not kind of like putting that on social media for people to say, oh, I, I, I like the way you like Christ. I love the way you like Christ. No, I'm just, I'm just living the life that I think is the best for me and the best for people in the world. I'm just trying to set an example for other people for, it's, it's not about me telling you, but it's about you testing it. Because if you go to Christ, you you see that feeling in it that no one can explain because I can feel whatever in the world, whatever that I can say in the world to you, but it's up to you to believe in your heart, have faith, and you see the power of, of Christ in you. Other footballers take it one step further and actually create their own hashtag in order to spread their message far and wide. Banyana Banyana sensation Tembi Katlana started the hashtag Make Jesus Your Aim so that others could also jump on board, share the hashtag and hopefully get it trending. Here she is explaining the thinking behind it. I think my hashtag on, on social media is Making Jesus Your Aim because... I understand the importance of, of my talent. Yes, it's my talent. Everyone sees it. But for me, it's, it's, it's higher and special than that because it's a God-given talent. You know, it could have been anyone, but it was me who was given this talent. And I feel the need that every time that I step on the fold, uh, I'm not playing for myself, but I'm playing for God. So as we can see, social media has allowed so many connection points between the footballer and the fan that both can now interact, keep tabs with each other and also communicate a message that can really make a difference. So for all the pros and cons that social media presents, it cannot be denied that the likes of Facebook, Twitter and Instagram have given footballers a free platform to promote life-changing ideas and messages in the hope of inspiring scores of football fanatics. Well, fascinating stuff. Thanks, Liam. That's Liam Flint in the UK. Liam is in charge of Planet Sport Football Africa's social media. This week, asking for your thoughts on this on WhatsApp and on Facebook. How has social media changed football for you? We've looked at how WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and other social media have changed how we get results, news and information about football. Plus how we can now follow our favourite players and clubs and get news about the game much more quickly these days. So how has social media changed football for you? What do you like most about it? Uh, you can go to our Facebook page, that's Planet Sport Football Africa, and post a comment there or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. How has social media changed football for you? 
Well, this is Planet Sport Football Africa, brought to you by Passion for Sport. And you can download our app and listen to the show anytime and access past programs too in our archive. To download, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football Africa. You can listen too on our New Look website, that's planetsport.tv. Our other shows are there too, that's Planet Sport and the Planet Sport Rugby Podcast. Uh, plus, so we've updated the About Us section, so there's pictures and profiles of all of the team that's on our our new look website planetsport.tv let's look back on a thrilling match day five in the uefa champions league some great performances from african players and some absolutely fantastic games 2-2 between real madrid and paris saint-germain as psg came back with two goals in three minutes and a cracking 2-2 draw between valencia and chelsea chelsea having to go down to the final match day to ensure their qualification for the round of 16 Lionel messi making 700 appearances for barcelona as they were 3-1 winners over borussia dortmund not really in top gear as yet Barca. Uh, Liverpool continue to labour through the group stage as they did last season. Uh, they drew 1-1 with Napoli. Of course the Reds went on to win it last season. Uh, for them it goes down to the final match day to ensure their qualification to the knockout stage. Romelu Lukaku scoring for Inter Milan as they were 3-1 winners over Slavia Prague. And Robert Lewandowski is a phenomenon, uh, arguably the best striker in the world right now. Four goals for Bayern Munich in their 6-0 win over Red Star Belgrade away. Uh, for African players Hakim Ziyech of Morocco scoring for Ajax, uh, winning 2-0 away to Lille. Uh, Ziyech has been so consistent over the past couple of seasons. In the game between Genk and Red Bull Salzburg, uh, Red Bull Salzburg winning 4-1 away. Patson Daka, the Zambian, getting a goal for Salzburg and Tanzania's Mbwana Samata, the first Tanzanian ever in the Champions League, has scored a consolation goal for Genk. Uh, Krepin Jatta of Senegal uh, was the first player in the Champions League to score and get sent off in the same game since 2016. Uh, Giata uh, scored a stoppage time equaliser for Club Bruges away to Galatasaray. He seemed to forget he was on a yellow card already and removed his shirt to celebrate and got a second yellow and therefore a red card. And Ivory Coast Serge Aurier on target for Tottenham in a 4-2 win over Olympiacos, coming back from 2-0 down. And uh, Jose Mourinho said the ball boy was the man of the match as he quickly released a ball for a Serge Aurier throw, which ended up in a quick move with Harry Kane scoring. Uh, The ball boy has been identified now. Uh, He's a 15-year-old Callum Hines. Uh, He said that uh, Mourinho's praise has made my life. Fantastic game and as Stuart has said before that the Champions League gives us the highest quality of football anywhere in the world. Uh, Little doubt about that. Let's go to our European football expert Stuart. We are now in the UK. In the English Premier League, uh, Liverpool play Brighton on Saturday afternoon. Manchester City away to Newcastle in the early kickoff. Stuart's taken a look at how some of these star African players have been faring so far this season in the Premier League. Well, if you want to look at African players, Steve, I think you've got to start with the Liverpool strikers. Sadio Mane, Mo Salah, six Premier League goals. And where would Liverpool be without those goals? And Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has scored eight times for Arsenal, which is particularly good given it's a struggling Arsenal team he's in. You know, we've all been so impressed with Leicester City and Wilfred Ndidi in their midfield has been an outstanding form this season. And, you know, I give him a lot of credit. And Steve, I know that you will have noticed that the Zimbabwean marvellous Nakamba has started in eight games. And, you know, first season in the Premier League, Aston Villa are struggling a bit themselves. But great to see him making, dare I call it, a marvellous start to his Premier League career. 
And you know, there's Musa Janepo at Southampton from Mali. And he's only started two games this season and come off the bench three times, but he scored two goals. The 21-year-old Mali player who signed from Belgium, Standard Liège, in the summer, I mean, given how poor Southampton have been, I would have thought that anyone who can score two goals in two games should be in the first team every week. As well as those, you'd have to say there are a number of players who've had disappointing starts to the season. There was great excitement when the Ivorian Pepe signed for Arsenal, although some people also thought they paid a bit over the top for him. Well, he's had eight starts. He scored one goal in a struggling Arsenal team. And I suppose that's about par for the course as he adjusts to the Premier League. Alex Awobi moved from Arsenal to Everton at the start of the season. And on the 1st of September, he scored, but sadly has not scored since and has only started half the game. So it's been a bit of a struggle for him as well. And my goodness me, doesn't it seem a long time since Kalechi Iheanacho scored 12 goals for Manchester City? But the Nigerian now at Leicester City is simply not getting any playing time. He has not started, not played at all, in fact, for Leicester this season hard times for him and while life may be marvellous for Nakamba at Aston Villa Isaac has not had much success at Watford Nigerian Isaac's success has had a bit of a funny time at Watford I mean he's made 51 appearances but 40 of those have been off the bench and he's not started the game this season so hard times for him as well Yeah, not the most successful of times right now for Isaac's success of Watford. Well, that's it for the show for this week. Again, on social media this week, asking on WhatsApp and on Facebook, how has social media changed football for you? We looked earlier on at how WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and other social media have changed how we get results, news and information about football. So how has social media changed the game for you? What do you like about it? And indeed, what do you not like about it? You can go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football. Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. From me, Steve Vickers in Harare, and our guest analyst this week, Yvonne Mangunda, also here in Zimbabwe, and from Stuart Weir and Liam Flint in the UK. Thanks a lot for listening. And Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.